Welcome to Spielin' and Dealin', the Georgia High School Basketball Podcast. I am Kyle Sandy, the owner and founder of SandySpiel.com. And with me today, as always, is the producer and moderator of the podcast, Ramin Forgani. Ramin, it has been a long time. And just because we have not recorded in, I don't know, it feels like maybe a month or two, that does not mean that there hasn't been some very interesting uh, goings-ons in the state of Georgia, primarily transfers, but we have already talked about transfers today. We got more fun stuff to talk about today. But before we jump into that, how are you doing today, Ramin? I'm doing well, Kyle. Thank you for asking. Uh, You know, it has been a while. I feel like it's been a while, but we talk about this stuff regularly, and we don't want to put out a subpar podcast. We want to make sure we have the right information and the right content that we can give you and make sure it's a good meaty podcast we don't just want to put something out there just to put something out there so we believe we have something good lined up for you and before we get to what we're going to talk about today kyle i hear there may be a good basketball tournament coming up this fall that is very true tip off the 2019 season with the sportal showcase december 8th at south paulding high school in douglasville georgia the Sportal Showcase pits north versus south as big schools and small schools alike get a chance to showcase their programs on a platform previously unavailable. A lot of these teams don't get to be seen, but we're all going to house them at South Paulding High School. The event kicks off with Monday's Mill, led by Jordan Black and Raekwon Brown at noon against host school South Paulding and all-region guard Cam Armstrong. Class 2A Powers meet at 2 p.m. with burgeoning Savannah Power, Woodville Tompkins paced by Preston Crisp, Bernard Pelote, and Charleston Willingham versus the Chattooga Indians out of Somerville charged by Dynamo point guard Nook Adams. At 4 p.m., Class A private semifinalists Eagles Landing Christian Academy spearheaded by College of Charleston commit Travon Reddish battles Class 7A fixture. In the final four, back-to-back seasons, Grayson and the backcourt of Davon Smith, Rako Hallman, and Javon Tatum at 6.30. It features a pair of quarterfinalists in Class 6A, coffee powered by All-State picks Jace Moore and Georgia Southern commit Mackenzie McFadden. They will be going up against Class 7A Campbell, who also made it the quarterfinalists, led by Terrell Burden and forward Brandon D Ravine. And lastly, the showcase concludes at 8.30 prime time with defending Region 2 Class 2A champion Jeff Davis playing in their first ever game in Metro Atlanta with top 100 2020 recruit Jacquez Kirby against Franklin County's 2020 trio in the backcourt highlighted by Michael Roebuck. The Sportal Showcase December 8th at South Paulding High School. Don't you dare miss it. If that's not a loaded lineup, Kyle, from all across the state, we have people from the coast, north, south, east, west, and I know the Sportal team, spearheaded by you, has been hitting the road, visiting these schools, talking to these players, seeing how their preseasons are going, but we are here to talk about your preseason all-state teams. The girls are out, the boys are out. We have all area and all-state teams today. All-state, we'll start with the boys, Class 7A. On the first team, Kyle, I see four guards and a forward. Before we get into the nitty-gritty, break it down. Best five players, do you pick by position? How does this uh, work? 
Uh, well, in high school, usually your best players, most important players are going to be guards. You win with guards in high school. Uh, you don't really win a lot of state championships with big men unless you're Wendell Carter, who we see in the uh, in the NBA now. But yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a guard heavy thing starting in class seven a. A um, couple schools pop out at you, McKeecher and what we got. We got three guys on that list: Sharif Cooper, Isco Coro, uh, Christian Brown, who just transferred in. Then you see Norcross, who's, who's putting two guys on that first team in the backcourt of Sturdivant in Boston. Um, just a, a lot of talent. And then you look where else? Meadow Creek, the defending state champions. Damian Dunn comes in from North Carolina. He joins Jameer Chaplin. So. Uh, that's going to be a, a potent offensive backcourt over there at Meadow Creek. And, uh, you know, rounding out the list, Chase Hunter made it first team out of Westlake. He's going to Clemson, a, a high-flying act who, uh, you know, Westlake was not good last year. They severely underachieved. They got to get things going in the right direction. But Hunter uh, is definitely a uh, piece to work around. And on that second Second team, you got Mitch Gannote from Lambert, a guy who probably does not get enough credit statewide, but he had four triple doubles last year. I'm going to go ahead and say that probably probably led Class 7A last year with four triple doubles from the point guard position. And Nahima Lenye at Mountain View, uh, a guy that's going to be a, a go-to player for the Bears this year. Uh no longer behind Spencer Rogers. He's going to be the man, and he's got a good cast around him. So, that's going to sum up Class 7A. Uh, some good guys left out the list as, you know, for all these classifications. I guess put a disclaimer out. Just because you don't make the list, it doesn't really matter. I think preseason is just a guesstimate of what's going to happen. If you want to be All-State, it should be All-State at the end of the season. When the numbers speak for themselves, your team's performance speaks for itself. That's what really matters. All the preseason, it just kind of you know set the table give you a rust a rough estimate of maybe what to expect the measuring stick type deal but you know i'm sure all these guys are going to have good seasons but you never know who's going to pop out of nowhere and have a great season we saw that last year from uh peachtree ridge we saw a guy like Devin Vassell going to Florida State from Peachtree Ridge last year. He really you know, lit the state on fire and really turned himself into a, a big-time player after having a, a nice career as a junior and sophomore. But there's going to be a lot of good players that were left off this list. But, hey, all that matters is at the end of the season. And right there in Class 7A, that's a very strong top 10 players. I don't think you can go wrong with that, with the exception of a few guys that could probably say we deserve to be in there. Jackson Etter. Uh, among one of those guys, a couple other guys as well, but very good top 10, I think, in this classification, as there are in all eight total classifications. And before we move on from Class 70, Kyle, let me stir the pot a bit. You mentioned those names jumping out. We have Norcross, and I want to focus on Norcross and Meadow Creek. You mentioned Peachtree Ridge. That region, uh, what is it, Region 8 of 7A with all the Gwinnett County teams, is that going to be the region to beat? Yeah, region region seven and seven a. I mean, a lot of these are you got region six is all Gwinnett. Region seven is your Gwinnett with um, Norcross in there. Meadow Creek, we saw those two play for the championship last year. And then region eight, you got Newton, you got South Gwinnett, Shiloh, Grayson. Um, region seven is is going to be tough. It's going to be top heavy again, though. It's it's definitely top heavy. It's going to be between Meadow Creek and Norcross. 
that's just that's just how it's gonna go. Uh, Region six last year, how it was super competitive with the likes of Mill Creek, Mountain View, Peachtree Ridge, Duluth, Discovery, Collins Hill, dogfight last year, but. If you're just looking at top heavy, I think Meadow Creek and Norcross, uh, very good in Region 7. If we're looking depth-wise, I think Region 6 is always going to be one of the deepest. And don't forget about Region 2 over there with Pebblebrook, Westlake Wheeler, the three powers. Westlake, we already touched on them. Disappointing last year, but those three schools always chock full of talent. Let's take it down to 6A, Kyle. Um, you say top-heavy, I say guard-heavy. First team, five guards, North Atlanta, Alexander, Lakeside Evans, and two from Decula. And we see our first center, Brady Spence, the senior from Alexander. He makes the second team in Class 6A. Yeah, a lot of good guard play in Class 6A. I mean, you're looking at Decula, two guys on that first team, uh, and you know they're coming back from a team that pretty much has everybody back outside of Arusha Hunter that did not even win 20 games last year. That tells you how difficult class six a was, but a lot of individual talents, you know, Malik battle really played his way onto the radar, him and Messiah Thompson. They flat out earned it over the summer. And it's not to say they didn't earn it last year. They, they both had really good seasons last year as well, but you stack very good seasons with uh, some good success last year, more so North Atlanta, uh, you know, getting hot and taking a trip to the Elite Eight. With that being said, those two guys had good high school seasons. They stacked on it, and Thompson and Battle were two of the best guards I saw all summer. They were very impressive, and I, I, I just, you know, they, they definitely earned their way onto that first team. And then you look at someone like Brandon Barron on the second team, another good guard out of that Region 7. He, he had a really good, really good offseason. He's been, you know, playing well. The Alpharetta should be uh, back in contention. Uh, should be in the mix to make the state playoffs again. And, yeah, you mentioned it, Brady Spence, uh, a big-time shot blocker, probably our, you know, first or second best, you know, definitely top three rim protector in the state of Georgia. Uh, he does it defensively, not going to put up the huge numbers offensively like the guards, but he is going to protect the rim. But, again, a lot of good players in Class 6A, um, tough to fit everybody in there. I know we had some other people from Region 7. Region 7 Player of the Year did not make the cut, but definitely a very, very good, talented player. We got guys from Region 6. Um, you know, th- two guys over at Langston Hughes, Tyrell Morgan, uh, P.J. Carter. I think those guys, don't be surprised to see them play their way onto the, uh, the, the, the All-State team at the end of the season. Tri-Cities, Demarcus Johnson. Uh, they got a lot of guys, just a lot of talent all throughout the state of Georgia in each classification. Never easy, but again, guards really dominating in Class 6A. We take it down to 5A, Colin. We see a lot more juniors. I believe in the first two classifications, there are two juniors out of 20. Now we see some more youth, if you want to call juniors that, um, in Class 5A. And, of course, some familiar names, Southwest Cab, Buford, and Stars Mills, the schools represented in the first team. Yeah, a lot going on. Definitely with Southwest Cab with Maurice Harvey, who transferred just recently from Miller Grove to their rival Southwest Cab, which, you know, flips the state picture on its head. Now you're looking at a Southwest Cab team that is that is loaded. That is very, very good when you talk about everybody on that roster. And we'll, we'll talk more about that when we do our, our preseason state rankings podcast. So I don't want to spoil everything, but a lot of good talent there. But you see Southwest Cab, two guys on that first team with Katie Johnson, Maurice Harvey, 
Buford, of course, with three guys represented, two on the first team, Danelle Nixon, Marcus Watson, and then Eric Coleman, who uh, transferred in from Kings Ridge. We'll see how he fits into Buford this season as a second team uh, All-State pick. Um, and just, you know, overall, a lot of guys represented Lithonia. Eric Gaines was really good over the offseason again, a guy that, you know, came on strong last year as a sophomore. But that that junior class, you're, you're you know, you're talking about 2020 class, Tyler Johnson, a Cedar Shoals guard that plays bigger than his size, really fills up the stat sheet. Jermaine Mann over at Stars Mill really put Stars Mill in the mix as being a you know sneaky team in class 5A now after he transferred over from Eagles Landing Christian Academy and Marcellus Lockett a guy that you're probably not going to hear a whole lot about unless Carrollton gets hot and I think Carrollton does have a pretty good core with him there and Melvin Edwards but uh that's a guy that can really play that might not get as much publicity as he deserves over there in West Georgia, along with Nathan Presnell, another guy, Hiram, over on that west side of the state. A very good big man, a guy that probably should earn some Division One offers going into his senior season. And down to 4A, Kyle, um, some new names on here, some older names that we're familiar with, a lot of schools that – Made it deep into the playoffs last year. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's pretty much status quo as far as uh, Class 4A goes. You're going to see your ups and league guys on there. Zyvory Scott, Trayvon Walker. Got to put those guys on the um, the first team there. Sandy Creek, TJ Bakerstaff, who I think is – you know, I think he's going to have another breakout season. I think I think he's ready. He had a really good season last year. This time, if if anyone's going to get over the hump, Upson Lee, I think Sandy Creek, who was so close to doing it last year, they have a lot of talent. And T.J. Bickerstaff is a guy who's going to be a Division One player. Still waiting to see where he commits to, but. He's on there for good reason. A.J. Watts, a guy that really made a name for himself in the state tournament when he lit up St. Pius in the early rounds, uh, a guard that plays defense and can really fill it up. And Walker Kessler, who's regarded as a five-star big man, he is uh, quite talented, shoots a three, does everything. Woodward Academy, a good group there. And then just looking at the second team, again, more you know St. Pius, Matt Gonzalo, a very, very good point guard. Uh, you know, uh, probably a you know a great high school player. We'll we'll see where he ends up playing in college. Wherever he goes is going to get a a great floor general who's going to do everything. He might not get you twenty points a night, but he'll get you ten points. He'll get you seven assists. He'll get you four steals. A guy that is just a winner and in the right system really flourishes. Jordan Brown over at Westover, three point shooter. Uh, Alex Kiliar from Lafayette over there getting the respect he deserves he had a good offseason and really put Lafayette on the map as a uh, a really good a really good team that took a nice trip to the uh the elite eight before running into the uh, buzzsaw known as Ups and Lee and then uh, Josh Lusain at America Sumter most improved player in the classification last year big six foot seven forward inside outside guy guy that deserves a lot of praise and lastly if i didn't touch on Dante justice over at baldwin a guy that can get hot on the perimeter a very good athlete plays football as well talented player over in milledgeville as we move on down to class three on the boys all-state team Kyle, go ahead break down each player for me i had you know doing this podcast for a while a lot of these guys are familiar but in class 3a a couple of familiar names mcintosh and chisholm but a lot of new names maybe we haven't talked as much about on the podcast so for those who haven't seen these guys play break it down for us 
Yeah, you, you said it. a lot of familiar names, winning programs will, will start quickly with, you know, Hunter McIntosh, GAC, a guy with like a 4.57 GPA. Just, you know, you just shake your head when you, you hear this guy. It doesn't have offers pouring in. It doesn't have to be Duke or Kentucky or anything like that. But why aren't low major schools, mid major schools just pouring in offers on them? I don't, you know, people say he can't create his own shot or have, you know, separation. He's not like a phenomenal athlete, but you know, that you're not, that, that doesn't, that doesn't matter. If you know how to play the game and you win and you're good and you're going to be a floor general and you're going to do everything it takes to get better. That's, you know, hearing that it's not coming from a, you know, a SEC or ACC coach. This is a no brainer pick. That's a very good point guard and a state champion, Hunter McIntosh, the two guys over at Morgan, Morgan County been high on them for a while. Very good shooter, Tyron Lawrence. Both of those guys have, you know, been picking up steam. Division one players. Good to see those guys getting all these offers and really cashing in. But Cole Middleton, a guy we probably haven't talked too much about, going into his sophomore season, six five four. To, you know, a real workhorse. You know, Isaiah Kelly was you know, kind of in the way last year. He's off to um, Yale and. No, it's it's definitely Cole Middleton's team now. You got Sharman White in the fold as head coach, probably going to put him in a really good position to succeed. Cole Middleton has very good footwork around the rim, can spin. Got to make sure he cleans it up a little bit at times. He gets a little too too anxious, but very good footwork. He knows what he's doing. He's very talented. Jalen Williams, um, I believe he is committed to go play at Auburn. Uh, you know, Brantley County a team that I don't think they've ever even made the state playoffs with him on the roster, even though he's averaging you know thirty points and fifteen rebounds a game over there. A monster, but sadly he's just hasn't been on a team that has been you know relevant in the statewide picture but you know good for him i really commend people like that that stay at those small schools and don't want to get lured away and go to a 7a school or 6a school jalen williams pretty much proves that if you're good enough you don't have to transfer people will find you you don't have to transfer to a big school just to get seen so good for jalen williams and on quickly on the second team javin flower smith he was second leading scorer in dekalb county last year as a freshman over at redan that is quite the feat. Don't even need to say anything more than that. Just a guy that knows how to score. Shamar Jones over at Johnson Savannah. There's going to be a lot of cooks in the kitchen at Johnson Savannah this year. A plethora of transfers. We'll see if they all get cleared to play. Again, that's a topic for another time. But Shamar Jones, a good motor, a guy that really scores the ball. We'll see if he can still get a lot of those shots with all these big names coming in that are going to be hunting their shots as well. But Shamar very good score down on the coast. Ben Shepard committed to go play at Belmont. A very good fit. Another high character guy, high IQ guy, about 6'4 on the wing, a state champion. Pretty nice right there. Luke Chisholm, Dawson County. We will see. We will see you came from, I guess it was a GICAA uh, from Dawson Christian Academy. They closed, so he moves over to Dawson County, and he's in a really good situation with a really good program. Uh, a program that's really you know ready to take off and region eight and really try and uh challenge uh i guess region seven really ready to try and challenge the likes of gac and uh there'll be a team that's reckoned with in the uh state tournament and lastly jay rucker again over there in region seven east hall uh a guy that came on strong lanky six foot seven 
you know, small forward, power forward, a lot of tools there. Probably hasn't reached uh, his peak yet, but a lot of talent on that player right there. Jay Rucker, East Hall, going to get East Hall back into the tournament, a team that could sneak into the state playoffs and make a little bit of noise. In Class 2A, the first team, uh, a lot of names that listeners familiar with the podcast will be familiar with. The second team, however, maybe some newer names. Second team, yeah, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a huge Class 2A guy, and uh, I think everybody knows it by now, but Preston Crisp with Woodville Tompkins, who will be at the Sportal Showcase December 8th. He's moving on up with Woodville Tompkins. They were Class a public last year made it to the elite eight won about 25 games they're going to be a a very stingy team to deal with down on the coast in class 2a a lot of teams are going to have to start game planning for them aj james a guy i've always loved with undersized probably about six two six three that's six three forward plays pretty much every single position imaginable for elbert county can play guard but what stood out to me uh, the most when I see him play is how good he does, how well he does defending the post, defending guys like Dylan Orr from Banks County, who's now at North Georgia, who was about six foot eight, did a great job defending him. Physical rebounds very well, a double double machine. Love AJ James, Robbie Armbrester, a sophomore now at Therrell, uh, just a great rebounder, all effort. Just he needs you know play under control sometimes. He kind of loses his head, but. Just a, a physical guy that is a, a just a nightmare to go against in the paint. Carl Cleveland, d- defensively he needs a, a lot a lot of work, but offensively he's going to average about 25 points per game at Banks County. He has a green light to knock down threes. He has old school post game. You know, very good dominant player in Region Eight. We got to see what they can do in the state playoffs, but definitely a guy that knows how to score the ball. And Tyrese Powers from Fitzgerald guy that definitely new to the radar this year six foot eight he has a lot of upside a lot of upside for Fitzgerald just got to see if he can reach that potential and quickly so I don't forget anybody first team Roman son quick guard at Therrell came on strong DeAndre Brown is now at Holy Spirit prep so that means Roman is going to have the keys to the car at Therrell a team that should be a heavy favorite again in class 2a they should be among the top of the polls they got a really good point guard in Roman Elijah Huzzy from Heard County you know, probably about five foot ten, five foot eleven. Didn't have a whole lot around him this past season, but a guy that probably averaged about twenty three points, seven rebounds, seven assists. Uh, and I've seen him play a lot over the summer, and I, I'm definitely a believer in him. He is a, a good player, and he should be able to find a home at the college level. Vontarius Woolbright, a state champion, uh, state champion at Thomasville, a sizable guard who is going to you know see what life is like without Reggie Perry. I, think the guard play will be very crucial for thomasville again and he's going to play a big role for them darius dunn a guy who has just been a prolific scorer he's well over a thousand points by now at northeast macon northeast macon is slowly one more games one more games one more games with their talented trio over there we're going to be interesting to see how they do his senior season at the very least you know he's going to go out with the bank scoring the ball and jacques kirby jeff davis a junior, a walking triple-double threat, going to be at the Sportal Showcase. You know, can't wait to see him play. Another guy that I talked to him just recently, he said he's staying at Jeff Davis because he wants to be loyal and he wants to stay at the small school. He doesn't need the bright lights. He doesn't need to transfer anywhere else. Again, if you are good enough, it doesn't matter where you play, you will be found. Jacquez Kirby said he is staying at Jeff Davis so he can teach the younger guys and he can build a legacy and help Get Jeff Davis back to the promised land where they want to be. 
in Class A private, Kyle, looking down these names, there's actually a fair amount of, uh, how do we call it, an equitable distribution more or less in Class A private. Yeah, Class A private, we know. We talked about it all year last year how it's a completely open field, you, you know, just who plays well at the at the right time. And, it's, you know, you're right saying that, you know, St. Francis, what, they had Duan Odom on the first team, Chase Ellis on the second team. Other than that, uh, Mount Bethel, who is new into the league, uh, Stanley E is going to be a first teamer just because he is a, a 6'5", high motor guy, athletic, rebounds, crashes the offensive glass, defensive a minded player can hit the you know outside jump shot to about 15 feet not really a three-point threat but a guy that's just going to pound the glass and be relentless with you know his motor uh, i i like him a lot and then jordan mecca who's going to be on the second team i guess probably a, a higher upside six foot eight uh i saw him a little bit over the summer he's shown flashes of dominance he's just you know got to be uh consistent definitely when he plays against higher competition and, uh, you know, other than that, you got one-off guys, Devin Butts, Stratford Academy, representing Lamar Oden, um, who is new to Green Forest. I, I guess he was still at Southwest Atlanta Christian last year. You know, he moves in a, a 6'6 guard that can really score the ball. Trayvon Reddish is going to have every opportunity in the world to star at Eagles Landing Christian Academy, who you will see at the Sportal Showcase December 8th at South Paulding High School, going to College of Charleston, a, a guy with a really good floor game. You know, I left him off my, my player rankings in the preseason because there are question marks about his jump shot, and that, that hindered Elka last year in the state playoffs. But if he gets that jump shot clicked on, we know he's going to get you about six, seven rebounds, about five, six assists, and a couple steals and a block a game. Great floor game. If he can develop that jump shot, College of Charleston is going to get a big time steal. Reddish really knows how to play the game. And then second team Garrison Powell was great as a freshman at Holy Innocence, a guy that averaged about 15 points per game. Quinn Ritchie, who's been inked, I believe he is going to James Madison, uh, a, a shooter who is, again, a guy that stayed loyal to Mount Pisgah and has not transferred away. And he's been, uh, you know, he's benefited from that and he's gotten his scholarship offer so that's good he's inked to play division one and then jd hall a guy from darlington again don't hear too much about him he's been battling an injury but a 664 that's a double double machine over there in rome in class a public you're looking down the list eight guards two forwards and you say you know maybe there's not a single breakaway player in class a public maybe the most wide open classification where someone can have a breakout season and jump to the top here yeah, I'm a, I'm always a big fan of these smaller schools and you know Class A public. It starts with Malik Faustin, Georgia Military. Uh, they had a great season last year, but Juicy Faustin's been a, a big time scorer since day one for them. See if they can kind of go out with a bang. Uh, a lot of talent there with him leading the way. Jalen Lamar, he's already got enough championship rings over there at Wilkinson County, but a, a big time player that really stepped up and led Wilkinson to a uh, state championship last year, Marcus Foster and uh, Asher McGee, two guys from Drew Charter who did not know about last year. But Marcus Foster, for sure, has really played himself on the radar of some small Division One schools. Uh, a lot of people have been checking him out. Sizable guard, six four. Um, you know, a guy that scores a lot of points for that team. Uh, very good. Probably could work on the ball handling a little bit more and assertiveness at times, but. 
Uh, you know, he's he's got a good college-ready body. He can really play. Drew Charter's going to be really tough. And you don't really see many teams from the Atlanta-ish area in Class A public. And you got one in Drew Charter, so that's that's pretty nice to see them represent. Keandra Campbell, a guy, again, who's going to give you 25 a night over there at Webster County. DJ Wright, Green County, a junior. He's only about 5'8", 5'9", but, I mean, that, that boy can really play Green County. You know, they slip through the cracks sometimes. They win about 15 games a year in class, you know, a public in region seven. They don't really do a whole lot. They might miss out on the playoffs here and there. But DJ Wright, if you don't have a good game plan for him, he's going to torch you for 25, 30 a night. So he is a, a very good player and still got another year to go. And on that second team, Josh Rogers at Marion County is just an athlete. You know, I, I believe he plays football as well. Got just just such a good athlete, good basketball player, fills up the stat sheet like crazy. Um, Deriante Gaynor, a, a sophomore at Randolph Clay, had a big-time freshman season, averaging double figures. I think when all is said and done, he might be one of the best players in the classification when his four years are up. And then two two big guys, Arcavius Lovett, very athletic over there at Trutland, about 6'6", and then Zeph Felton, another big man, about six foot six as well. Just a complete double-double machine rips down rims rebounds dunks everything we saw him at sportal exposure a guy that's really gonna make a big step up with Dooley county with jarquavis brown who has since graduated uh all eyes will be on zeph felton he is uh he's a little gem down there in south georgia and we've discussed approximately 80 guys on the boys side of things eight all state teams across all a classification but briefly we do not want to leave out the ladies so let's touch on the ladies kyle class 7a what jumps out to you you know it's it's always going to have a lot of people represented from um from gwinnett county looking at it we got one we got two we got three we got four we got five we got six we got seven out of the ten from gwinnett county and gwinnett county has a ton of schools in class 7a so that's to be expected but you know going into the girls basketball this season and even talking with national scouts you know last year we saw a lot of big time players uh, olivia nelson odoa uh going to yukon an all-american got morgan jones down in class a private going to florida state just a lot of big time talent tori osmond going to michigan state from buford we don't really have the big time superstar national power senior players this year in this class. Now, some other classes look, look really good. We got a nice junior class. I think, I think we have a very good sophomore class. Freshman class remains to be seen, of course, but this senior class, it doesn't have the, the true umph, the true national. I'm a five-star superstar. Um, great, great superstar, you know, all American altering talent, um, nationally, but still a lot of really good seniors and a lot of girls that are going to be playing Division One. And you know, Javin Nicholson, a forward at Collinsville, uh, she's a first teamer in Class Seven A. I believe she's regarded by uh, you know a couple of these outlets as the highest graded um, senior in the state of Georgia this year from Collinsville. She's going to UGA. Uh, so if anyone's supposed to really grab the bull by the horns, uh, Javin Nicholson, it, it is her year to do so. Down in 6A, Kyle, a lot of teams who made deep runs in the playoff. Lovejoy, Winder, Barrow, Douglas County, Northview. But a duo in the second team, two centers from Forest Park, a senior and a sophomore that may be poised to uh, put Forest Park in contention here. Yeah, that's a good good eye right there, Ramin. Destiny Thomas, who averaged you know about 18 points, 13 rebounds, 7 blocks per game at Tri-City. She transferred into Forest Park, so... 
That's a big six foot four center with Sanaya Fagan, who's I, I believe about six foot three, six foot four as well. You know, we mentioned it at the top of the podcast. You win with guards in high school basketball, but I got Elena Denson. They got some other uh, good guards. I think Sarah Matthews, if I'm not mistaken, might still be in the fold over there at Forest Park. Um, so they they have a lot of talent over there, but it starts with their inside post play. And then two other players that you might not have heard about, Jasmine Blevins over at Prabble Institute. Um, she averaged about 18 points per game last year down on the coast, a team that made it to the state tournament. And then I think they might have advanced around after the whole Tucker debacle and, you know, silliness like that. But a girl that can really score the ball down there. And um, Demisha came. We saw her at Langston Hughes as a freshman. She hit about – I forget eight, nine, maybe 10, threes, something like that. It was like seven or more threes. When we watched them play, uh, tri cities, watch her go against uh, destiny Thomas. She is just, you know, I, absolute flamethrower from deep. She can really stroke the ball. And, you know, if she continues to progress, uh, yeah, she's should be a girl that's going to average easily over 20 points per game at Langston Hughes, her sophomore season. In Class 5A, a lot of new names, and Buford is not represented here, Carl. Uh, well, on paper right now, um, it would look like they, they're you know coming back down to earth a little bit. I know Gene Durden's not going to let them drop off the map. They might have, you know, someone might have moved in there. I know they got a lot of... A lot of talent coming up through the pipelines that they're, they're going to mold and they're they're going to get better. Uh, I think uh, Tate Walters might be uh, a name to keep an eye on. A, a girl that has has seen some time, you know, 2020 girl that's going to have to really be thrust into that lineup and really play a, a big role for them. But I wouldn't say it's the end of a dynasty. But as far as going into the season as a state championship favorite. I don't think they would be considered that this year, but obviously things could change. But yeah, a lot of a lot of girls represented from all over the place, and in Class Five A, you can tell it's a uh, pretty spread out. Villarica, DeAsia Merrill, who's just a complete workhorse stud, uh, and then Aaliyah Hinsman over there on the second team who gets a lot of steals when they press, picks up some loose balls, and then other than that, you know, you see some some interesting names here and there. Demiria Hines, who's only been playing basketball for a couple of years, she really put uh, Lithia Springs on the map as a sophomore. She averaged about 14 and 10, and just a long, athletic six foot three center. Um, Tamaya Griffin, who missed some time last year, uh, now back with the team, can really score around the basket. So uh, a lot of talent, of course, spread out across to Class 5A, which will make the um the season very interesting it is no uh we just said it Buford was always been the heavy favorite they're probably not the super heavy favorite this year so that really opens the door up for other teams class 4a maybe has some more familiar names you want to run us through that Kyle yeah, a couple familiar names, you know, Carver Columbus, Shania Love Hill, Olivia Cochran, you know, Carver Columbus was loaded last year. They had probably the most talented team in the state as far as class 4A goes last year, but they got bounced um, in the final four by Spalding. Um, other than that, Caroline Wysocki, if she's still playing, she's I know she's a soccer player as well, but if she's still playing basketball this year, she is going to be the go-to player for Flowery Branch now that um, Tania Worth has since graduated. Um, so look look for them to uh, run a lot of stuff for her. She had some big games, spunky guard. 
Uh, Ansley Hall is a new name on the second team from North Oconee. She was an all-state pick at Prince Avenue Christian uh, down in Class A private, but she moved over to North Oconee, so that will put North Oconee in the um, you know back in the mix as a very competitive team and uh, a bit of a sneaky out once state tournament rolls around if everything goes uh, according to plan. But she's really going to help. Uh, boost that lineup up and then you know we see a lot about madison county jordan bailey uh inside outside forward on the second team and then kyle kayla mcpherson who was just a phenomenal freshman last year uh i i hear a lot of good things about her uh she's ready to really take the wheel and uh, i think she's going to be regarded as one of the best point guards in her class in the state of georgia that that 2021 class we keep on moving down to 3A, Kyle. Any names jump out at you? Uh, you know, you, you look at the first team. You got Kennedy Williams, who is uh, going to Liberty to play basketball at GAC. Torian Starks at Hart County. Uh, she is committed to Western Kentucky. Kaylee Sticker going to Clemson over there at Dawson County. Then you got Denasia Shaw. You got Jemiah Cutter, two, two tough guards in their own right. So, you know, you got the big three going division. Uh, division one right there on the first team second team uh, you know you gotta love there's so much good basketball in north georgia uh, especially on the girls side these teams you know they have a hard time getting over the hump and winning a state championship but they're you're, they're always well coached they play really hard and it's what it's what basketball is all about especially at the lower levels you see macy Gregg, who's committed to north Georgia uh, over there at Lakeview, Fort Oglethorpe. She's been a very good scorer. Sarah Plemons has been regarded as a very talented guard for a long time. Then uh, Bailey Breedlove, uh, she averaged about 14, 15 points per game from what I hear as a freshman at Franklin County last year, a team that only lost one game. And I believe that came in the final four uh, last season. But, you know, they graduated a lot of people from Franklin County's great team last year. So Breedlove, if you know, I guess that means she might even get a couple more shots uh, this year. So don't be surprised to see her put in 20, 25 points nightly over there at Franklin County. As we keep moving down the list of accolades, Kyle, we get to Class 2A, and I only have one question for you. Do you like Class 2A on the girls' side as much as you like it on the boys' side? Oh, man, I love Class 2A. It is these, you know, it's these schools on the map that – you know, the three-letter conglomerate, they don't know anything about them. They'll never cover them. A lot of these schools, outside of their local newspaper, no one knows where these schools are on a map. They don't get any coverage, and there's a lot of good talent. Now, they might not all be superstar, high-major, all-star, talented players, but we saw that last year, Victoria Saxon going to South Carolina for model. There's a lot of good talent in Class 2A, and it's all over the map, so you're traveling like three hours away to go to these state playoffs game, state playoff games, which makes it um, very interesting, very fun, because you see these regions with really good records, but, you know, is this region a fraud? Is this region for real? You never really know, but I love Class 2A, and it's all going to start with Michaela Timpson at Early County, averaged 19 and 10 as a freshman. We just mentioned Victoria Saxon. She's the next Victoria Saxon. She's got a high major offers rolling in. She's going to be phenomenal. I think she's the best player in the state in Class 2A uh, this season and long term. Uh, she is, you know, just like what Saxon did at uh, Model, she has put Early County 
on the map. This is going to be a state title contender for the next three seasons with her in the post. And other than that, you know, I just love Dodge County, um, Destiny Wright. I love all these Region 8 girls, Georgia Stockton going to Presbyterian from Rabin County, uh, Jashanti Simmons, a, a pretty lengthy guard from Putnam County. Uh, just a lot of good talent. Tanisha Brown, Swainsboro, super tough. Tamaya Alford is a girl that averaged 22 points per game at Lamar County. Just a lot of good basketball all across the state of Georgia. And you, 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 I mean, you just got to love it in Class 2A because it's literally spread out across the state of Georgia, north, south, east, west, middle, all over in Class 2A. And that's why I love Class 2A so much. Class A private, St. Francis has three, Elka has two, Wesleyan has two. Yeah, 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 that's right. And Elka, I mean, we'll talk about this again later, but again, going into Class A Private, there is only one Final Four spot open. We know Wesleyan, St. Francis, Holy Innocence, they will always have those three spots filled, but there's always going to be one spot left open. And right now, everything is pointing to Elka with Wernicke Hip and India Bellamy. Hip average like 28, 29 points per game as a freshman. She's a sensation. She's from Poland. She has high major offers pouring in now. Uh, she she might be the best player in the classification, and that is that's that's no lie. And she's only a sophomore. She stays all all four years. She is something special. And India Bellamy, a Rice commit that transfers back in from Dutchtown, gives them about a six foot one post presence that can play inside and out. Super important, but you look at everyone else. I mean, I, I just said Warnica Hip. If we want to say, um, um, I know I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, uh, Vernica something, but uh, Hip, uh, definitely the best guard. But if we're looking for post presences and forwards, uh, Jill Hollingshed at Holy Innocence, she's been regarded as uh, one of the best. 2021 players in the nation now about six foot four can handle the ball can shoot the ball was just a rim protector last year but she can do so much she showcased her entire offensive skill set over the summer she is a star and finally in class a public we talked about on the boys side now on the girls side a good distribution kind of spaced out all over the state yeah class a public definitely for sure uh, a lot of these schools, it's uh, man, it's so difficult to find information on them. Whether you just can't find a local newspaper on these people, or they just don't want to update anything on Max Preps, which is a real shame because, especially, I don't want to hear anybody from Class A Public or just any of these schools, small schools or big schools, complaining about not getting the recognition they deserve or being overlooked. It's on the coaches. It's on you guys. You put that stuff on Max. You see everybody else, you know, you can get away with it if you're in Gwinnett or something like that and you're an established program like a Norcross or something like that where everybody knows you got all these superstar players and you can find the stuff and they have great newspapers and it's covered every single game. But if you're down there in South Georgia or wherever – it's on you guys. You got to put your stats on the website. If you want your girls to get recognized or your boys to get recognized and you're really trying to send these kids off to school, not saying that Max Preps is going to get you a scholarship offer, but, you know, dang it, that's going to give me and other outlets a lot more information to work with. And if we do see, oh, someone's averaging 30 points per game, like Brittany Davis was at, at Greenville last year, who was going to Mississippi State, but now going junior college. You know, that that's, gives us something to write about, and that helps us write, and then the national media can help see that. I mean, AAU is definitely important, but again, in these small schools, where are you playing your travel ball with? The Georgia Jaguars do a great job. 
of getting these small school girls like Maya Bird from Turner County, but everyone else, you're kind of left out in the cold. It's just like, I know there's Wi-Fi out there. Put the stats out there. Let us help promote your players and your programs. And I don't want to hear about, I don't want other teams to have scouting report, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I want to help these girls and help these guys get, get their, you know, their stats recognized, their accomplishments recognized. And it all starts with putting the information out there. And we have to do that because we have to help our young adults, our young, uh, the, you know, student athletes, give them a chance. If they want to play sports, give them a chance. Don't put all this pressure on just the coach pulling the strings. If you can put some stuff out there for us as media to push out there with college coaches checking it out, help us help you. And I know that was kind of off topic, Ramin, but that pretty much sums it up for Class A public. But yes, Telford County, a lot of good talent back. Ansley Whitley, uh, you know, I believe she's the one that's going to play uh, uh, softball at Kennesaw State. Got her twin sister there, a great big rebounder, uh, just a great athlete, physical presence. Maya Burb, we talked about her great floor vision. I think she puts up about 16 points per game. Very talented player. Clinch County had two girls that averaged well, you know, well above, uh, you know, double digits. They were in that, you know, 15, 16 point per game range as freshmen. Didn't win a, t- a ton of games, uh, but they're in the mix as well. And uh, that pretty much sums things up for Class A public, Ramin. We've gone through 16 classifications of boys and girls basketball in the state of Georgia. All of these all-state teams discussed. As you mentioned earlier, it's more about what happens on the court this season and all these preseason accolades. And, you know, it got a bit long on us, but we want to make sure we give everyone all the information they need about how these rankings are devised. Kyle? Yes, that, that, that's 100% right, Ramin. I mean, with this stuff... Um, just just doing all this it's it is it is extremely difficult and to think like i'm not just slapping this on i have this in my rough drafts for months and i'm going back and i'm scouring twitter and i'm looking through everything everything i possibly have max preps you know news doing everything i can to try and make this as accurate as possible so it's all about information if you put the information out there i will try to find a way to gobble it up consume it and then reproduce it and make it uh, as accurate as possible. And I know you were probably just about to hint at it. We're gonna we're gonna uh, have some uh, state ranking podcasts coming out because this Sunday the girls' state rankings come out. And just for anybody who is curious, uh, I mean the ranking process that you know when you break it down for boys and girls, boys might be a little bit longer, but you know start start to finish. I'm writing on 80 teams that's all 10 teams and all eight classifications that takes about and i'm not saying i do this in one day you know you try and hit one or two a day that's about 15 to 20 hours of work so this is not just slap it down talk to five people and throw it this is heavy information try and make it as detailed and as accurate as possible for you the fan for you the coach for you the player for everybody at home listening or just poop heads in general that want to know what's going on in the state of georgia Sandy Spiel, Sportle, this is what we do. We want to put out real news. There's a lot of fake news out there. Put a lot of time and effort into it. You're going to get your hate mail. You're going to get your love mail. But at the end of the day, Ramin, know this. We are doing this for the kids. This is to benefit the kids and to benefit the schools, and that's why we do it. On that note, Kyle, this is Ramin signing off.